The MX Vice Show. Welcome everybody to episode 156 of the MX Vice Show. We have another action-packed show ready for today as we talk all things AMA Supercross ahead of what's looming as a fascinating 2024 season. For this episode, we have another Whiskey Throttle times MX Vice collab as I'm joined by Whiskey Throttle editor-at-large Jeff Beaver. But before we welcome Jeff, we'd like to thank Parts Europe and Whole Shop Motorhomes. Parts Europe distributes spare parts, accessories, and rider equipment for all motorbike segments in Europe. We support the sport tagline is fortified through the Thor and Moose House brands and their support of World Elite MX riders like Landrum Prado, Langenfelder, Guadagnini, Jonas Bogers, and nine times world champion Thor ambassador Tony Cairoli. Your Parts Europe deal has access to all the big brands for your motocross enduro bike, Necken, Pro Circuit, FMF, ODI, Cycra. Renthal Recluse and many, many more in stock ready to be shipped. Check out their website at partsyourup.au or contact your local Parts Europe dealer. The dealer network of over 10,000 shops, we're sure there is one close to you. Also, a big shout out to Whole Shop Motorhomes for jumping on board. Whole Shop Motorhomes is a UK specialist motorhome dealer for your motorsport transport. They specialize in garage motorhomes and race vans that are suitable for a wide variety of sports, such as motocross, enduro, karting, mountain biking, and more. Check out especially the commander that's sure to fit your needs. Check them out online. We also have an article on our website and a YouTube video on our channel, so be sure to check them out and see what they have to offer. So... Onto the podcast now. How's Jeff? And thanks for joining us, mate. Oh, man, I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, just getting back from spine surgery I had in October. I got my first ride in with the boys a couple of days ago and uh, continued my geology degree by taking soil samples every time I get on a bike, but it was worth it. Uh, the, old, the old KTM two-stroker ripping and went out with the boys and uh, it, it was a blast, man. I, 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 felt so good after time off getting back on the bike i'm the slowest vet guy you've ever met and you couldn't have knocked the smile off my face it, it was just an absolute blast man i can't wait to get back out there oh, awesome mate it's all about having fun isn't it and how is all the whiskey throttle crew over there mate you're all getting excitement ramping up for a1 it's coming around pretty quick isn't it and you've certainly been pumping out the content too haven't you oh yeah yeah we've been busy i mean uh i couldn't i couldn't really go back to work until recently so just film, 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 and learn as much as I could and uh, work with Nathan Avila, who's our our uh, content director. Um, he he came up under Kyle Cowling. Uh, the kid's he's 24 years old, but he's uh, he's pretty slick. Uh, he's He's got a lot of tricks up his sleeves and makes me feel really old sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I've been just trying to absorb some of his energy and, you know, I rough them up a little bit and give them the old man speeches every once in a while. So it's pretty funny. Uh, uh, Ping says we sound like an old married couple, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny dynamic, but I like the kid. He, he's uh, he's got a lot of talent. So uh, just trying to learn off each other and everybody's just building each other up. You know, uh, Brent's doing his podcast and Bruce is just riding everything he can. Uh, you know, uh, the joke is now that he's the, uh, vintage uh bike world champion here in the usa uh he's he's killing every vintage race he does and he's getting ready to do ngpc which starts in 17 days and that's our grand prix uh off-road racing series here in ama series national championship and it, it's a blast it's like the west coast equivalent i'd say of like uh gncc a uh, real high speed open desert and then just legit motocross tracks mis mixed in with it so if you guys over there in europe want to check it out get on ngpc's youtube or check out what we're doing here on whiskey throttle we're gonna do site laps every round uh that we'll put up so you can uh you can see see what's uh coming up and what what that kind of racing's like but like guys like dante and mateo Oliveira and trevor stewart and 
all those guys, man, just everybody I've met out there in those NGPC races, uh, Walton, all them dudes, uh, you know, the SLR Honda guys and, and just Samuels and his whole team. They're just awesome, awesome people, man. It, it's like Ping, Ping made a good analogy. He said it's like motocross was 30 years ago. You know, you just yeah. cruise up and go talk to anybody you want in the pits big family environment and it's not so corporate, you know, it's, uh, it's just fun, you know, and you're out in the middle of nowhere. So you can raise a little hell and ain't nobody going to get mad at you. That sounds like the way to go, mate. Just like those vets races in a way, you know, that relaxed attitude vibe and people are wanting to talk to you and there's not so much of a barrier and it's obviously extremely competitive, but it's yeah, just better for the fans and the riders probably enjoy it. Just talking to anyone, mate, that are taking the time to go to these things. Yeah, that's a that's a good comparison. It remind me, you know, the vibes a lot like Dobbs race over there at Farley Castle. And I hope the math works out and the timing works out where I can go back this year because that was a ball. Uh, I'm staying away from Emma, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, she ain't getting me this year. Uh, she, she comes up with a beer. I'm running the other way, man. I still got a headache. That's awesome, mate. Yeah, you lads definitely had a blast over there for sure. And yeah, they always oh, yeah. the best to you. Everyone at MX Vice, all the UK crew, Brad and James, they'll say good day, mate, to you. And obviously, we're talking a bit of AMA Supercross the preview, mate. Obviously, you've been out to so many of those team launches. It's all been happening. I guess a great place to start would be Jorge Prada, obviously reigning MXGP world champion, making the step across for A1 and to race the first three. So it's just going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. Obviously, it's been dominating the headlines everywhere around the world. You know, the MXGP 450 champ straight into 450 Supercross. It's a massive step, isn't it, mate? I guess, what are your sort of early insights from being over there, watching him ride? I guess it'll be a key period in determining if he goes full-time, but I suppose like talking to JT, he's got the start style, doesn't he, mate? He's so skilled, he's so technically gifted, he's an intelligent, safe, smart rider, doesn't crash too often, very disciplined and adaptable. So what's your thoughts on Prado, mate? What's a realistic sort of expectation for him? Top five, top ten? I guess we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Well, you know, um, I'd seen some clips of Prado riding in Europe and obviously he's a world champion, MXGP world champion. So the dudes knows how to ride a motorcycle at a high level and uh, just hauling the mail in the roughest, nastiest conditions or just ride at home with him. He could probably eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in one hand and twist the throttle in the other and be right at home. Right. So, but Supercross is very surgical. Right. And, uh, I think all those guys who've come over, uh, the Frenchmen have had some good luck and, you know, obviously Australians, but uh, it seems like everybody else kind of came over, just kind of mm, struggled a little bit, you know? So there's, there's a lot of people out there saying, Oh, he's going to crush it. And then there's the other side of the coin go, Oh man, he's not going to, he's not going to do squat, but the guy gets starts and, um, you know, we had we had a good conversation with him. We we shot a little interview with him at the KTM test launch. We just happened to catch him and uh, we kind of uh, sidebarred him. And uh, the real good interviews. You guys go check it out. Kind of his thoughts on coming over here and just adjusting. And uh, you know, I the everybody from Europe when they come over, they're whoops. <laughs> you know, the whoopster. You know, it's uh it's a big adjustment. I look at him and I go, you guys are out of your mind, dude. I, I don't even like walking across them when they watered them. I'm afraid I'm going to fall on my butt. But um, I did get to see him ride about two weeks ago out at, at Paula at the Supercross track. And that track is really, really soft dirt. Um, they, they rebuild it pretty much after every practice day. And when you looked at the profile of the whoops, the faces of them were cupped in probably – a foot deep. I mean, they were just destroyed and uh, probably worse than around a supercross that I've ever seen when I've walked the track. And to see how he was riding that track, he was, he was moving, you know, he's riding with some really good dudes. That KTM test track in, uh, out there in Marietta is just amazing. They've got a couple tracks set up out there. He's riding, with some of the best in the world. And then, you know, gas gas has their track in Corona. He's around some world-class supercross riders. He's got technical skills. Um, from what I saw, super smooth. His timing is really clean. You know, uh, I always kind of look to see how clean guys are getting over the obstacles, right? If they're, you know, sometimes they'll purposely catch the rear tire to slow down a little bit, but you can tell when somebody's just mistimed it and, you know, their ankles are buzzing after they come down wrong and, but he's he's clean. He's really really clean for 
from what I gathered, not riding very much Supercross at all, you know, a couple weeks now. So it's it's pretty impressive how well he adapts. And I think when you've got a rider on that level, I don't care what they do. I, I think if he went into Enduro Cross for a couple months, he'd he'd figure it out and probably be up there in the top pretty quick. You know, just guys like that tend to to make their way to the front no matter what right they'll they'll figure it out if if they want to be there if they don't want to be there they're probably going to tuck the front end and go home you know and go back to the go back to the rv but if they if they want to be there and they want to do it they're gonna they're, there's dog in them right they're gonna they're gonna get after it and and they're gonna get to the front you know this whole exhibition three rounds thing that's going to go out the window as soon as the gate drops that boy's going to be trying to win i don't care what anybody says so um i think from what I, you know, it, it's a deep field, but you never know where he's going to be, but he's going to be at. I think a top 10 is realistic, you know, and it just as crazy as Anaheim is, I could see a top five, you know, you just, you never know. I uh, looked at the weather this morning. There is a little slight chance of rain a couple days before, but right now it doesn't uh, say there's going to be any rain on Saturday, but you know, the old saying weathermen are professional liars, you know, so uh, they they get it wrong more than anybody and still got a job. So, you know, if we have a mutter day one, uh, my money is either on Barsha or Plessinger. But uh, as as far as Prado goes, you know, he's probably damn good in the mud too, being European. But, uh, you know, I, I think a top five, top 10, top five is probably a stretch, but top 10 I think is easily attainable just from the way I saw him riding. You know, I just, when when you've got it, you've got it. And the guy's got skills. Yeah, he's a pure talent, mate. He's just so exceptional on the bike and makes really good decisions. And like you said, his judgment is just so impressive and he just picks things up so quickly. Obviously, he comes from a trials background in Spain and has lived in Belgium. So, you know, he's just so adaptable to different surfaces and he just knows how to navigate all those obstacles and scenarios. So watching it sort of play out and just be so good because it sort of is a massive venture into the unknown. And it's hard not to think that he'll be going full-time in 2025, which will be awesome as well, mate. And he's just another player that adds to this stack day one. And I wanted to sort of get your take on obviously it'll be an interesting dynamic under the awning with Justin Barsha too won't it mate I don't know do you reckon you'll wrap him up a bit there's obviously a few guys that don't mind throwing it in there in that class you got Anderson Vince Freeze these kind of dudes that don't mind sort of getting rough and tumble mate so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out on track if the other guys will put a little flex on him and even put a flex on Jet Lawrence too with his first 450 Supercross debut in America it'll be pretty cool won't it mate yeah I mean uh I, I don't put anything past Vince. I think Vince would punt the Pope into next week for a dollar. But, uh, uh, you, you know, I, I don't put nothing beyond him. You know, I've met him in person. He's a nice guy. It's just when he gets on the track, he doesn't give a shit. You know, that's just who he is. And, you know, I, I can't hate on him. He'd kick the crap out of me on the track. I I got I can't say nothing about that dude, you know, and uh that's the way he he wants to do his business. That's the way he does his business. And you know, he doesn't make any qualms about it, right? It's not like he's going to say, oh, yeah, well, let's race clean. And then he knocks you into next Tuesday. He's, he's not like that kind of guy. He's just, hey, I'm going for it. And if you're in my way, I'm going to put you on the ground. And, you know, I respect that, you know. And so uh, I know a lot of people probably don't. But, uh, yeah, I, I think everybody, I think Jetson, Hunter, I think everybody, the Pope, better be on the lookout. <laughs> nobody's nobody's safe if Vince is on the track. You know, uh, seeing some of the guys ride this year, uh, we got a real treat at the KTM test launch to see uh, Aaron riding and uh, see Chase riding. And uh, watching both those boys, you know, uh, we saw um, Bomar, Julian Bomar, and Tom Vial ride. We can talk about the 250s in a minute, but – the 450 boys on those KTMs, uh, I think that frame is really agreeing with them because they did not look hesitant at all. Their whoop speed was uh, wide open. Uh, Chase just, he looks really comfortable, you know. Um, and the one thing I like about Chase, you know, in our interview and everybody else's interviews he did that night, he uh, – he he's really honest about his time at Honda and, you know, he, there was some things with the bike that didn't suit him, but he also talks about, Hey, you know, I was just riding it too, too hard. You know, we did a, we did a Christmas special with Lars and the boys over at Honda. And there was a little talk about that, that um, you guys should check that out if you get a minute, but uh, 
he he talked about you know some of the honda guys were like well hey you know we we sorted some things out but you know all he's going to do is step it up and he's going to ride right to that razor's edge again and shit here we're going to have the same problem here real quick cuz that dude is going to ride until the wheels fly off or his hair catches on fire you know and he's the biggest you know everybody talks about how big of a bulldog tomac is and tomac's a beast but if you stand there and look at chase he's a big dude is i don't think he could get whiplash in a car wreck i mean his neck is as big as mine and i'm 255 and i'm guaranteed it's a lot stronger than mine is you know but he's he's a very big strong kid and he's gonna push that machine to the edge and uh i'd hate to be the guy setting his bike up and and having to get everything out of it because you've got to have everything absolutely perfect because he's going to push that bike to 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 the very limit for 20 minutes you know and uh and uh, that's a whew, I'm, I'm glad i'm i'm glad i'm not that, that guy you know uh that, that wouldn't be fun but uh i think he's gonna kill it aaron looks really good uh word on the streets mookie's ripping hmm. uh you know, we uh, we went to the Husqvarna uh, launch, and man, uh, the the headquarters that KTM uh, Pure Mobility built in uh, Marietta. Oh my God, you should see this place! It is absolutely gorgeous. You know, and you got all the teams there, all the disciplines: off road, motocross, supercross, and it's it's a place looks like a laboratory. You know, and uh, it, it's super. It's just cool. So we we went there, and everybody did their interviews with the guys but malcolm seemed really really happy he was just like super stoked and and uh you can tell he wants to get back out there and rj and uh christian and all of them said dude he's hauling ass and uh we've all seen mookie when he he lets it rips in the whoops he's the he's the fastest guy in supercross when he wants to be on the whoops and and to me i think that's the biggest differentiator if 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 he has an on night, I think he gets a win. I, I just, you know, there's so much talent in that field. But if if Mookie's on and and the cards play right, I, I see Malcolm getting up there and uh and 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 getting a dub. I, I can really see it. And I hope he busts out some of his brother's uh dance moves, uh maybe get a worm out of him down at the at the podium. I think that'd be hilarious. Bring back some of James stuff. But yeah, he he's he's happy. Christian seems to be in a good headspace, you know. Uh, he looked pretty happy. Uh, I I'd re I really hope he has a good year, you know. I just want him to make it through, you know, all the rounds. Uh, you know, when we get to like the Cowie guys, uh, Jason Anderson, word on the street, and and everybody says word on the street, right? But uh, seen some clips, and Jason's Jason's moving, and uh, some of the the insider drops were that you know, like their first day on that new bike that, that, uh, some of the guys were, Hey man, I'd rather ride this than my 23 race bike. It's that good. And it was kind of weird. Cause that, that Cowie kind of took a little bit of a, uh, not from us, but from some of the other media outlets kind of took a little bit of shade, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they really focused on rideability, but, uh, you know, you uncork those bikes and, and give them what they need. And, and, uh, you, you watch any of the video clips of Adam and him on the bikes and those things are not slow. And, uh, they're very, very comfortable. Everybody said they, they feel great. Uh, they're, they're a good bike. Um, uh, there was some talk about them weighing a little more. I don't know what the, the weight was, but, uh, Larry Brooks made a real interesting comment when we were doing, uh, Ken's Ken Roxon's uh, bike ride uh, out of Paula, and he says, "Hey, we're not worried about weight." He said, uh, "The weight actually seems to help settle the bike, you know." And you think about it: if you get all that power and that thing's featherweight, it's just gonna get the car to you know the car ahead of the horse too quick, you know. So a little bit of weight, you know. It's like my Ford Diesel; it's made out of aluminum now, and I liked my old steel one better because it that aluminum one, you punch it and it feels like it's just going to fly off the road. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's have good to have a little bit of weight, you know? So be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. Cause I don't, I don't think the weight's as big an issue with the four fifties anymore. You know, they got so much, half of them detune them anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. So 
you know, so if you got a few more pounds on you, I think they're more looking for handling and durability and, uh, you know, and if you got a little more weight, it's going to hook up a little better. Right. So, so you got to ride it for 20 minutes on a main event supercross track and that's no mean feat if you're sort of battling it the whole time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, uh, some people may say it's a, a little harder to ride cause it's a little heavier and others may say, Hey, it's a little easier to ride. Um, you know, cause it, 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 it tracks better. Right. You know, but I, I'm not qualified to, I couldn't tell you the difference. I mean, you'll never catch me on one of those things. And, uh, uh, but just kind of thinking about how that would work, you know, it kind of makes sense, you know, and, and Larry Brooks is no dummy, you know, that guy's been around since nom, you know, so he knows what the hell he's talking about, but, uh, yeah, it's gonna be real interesting. And and AC, uh, he's been real quiet about Adam. Mm. You know, uh, he's doing his podcast, so I'll watch his podcast. You know, to kind of see if he's dropping any hints. But that that dude's sharper, sharper than hell, man. He he don't say nothing. He's quiet. You know, and uh, so is his arm good? Mm. Maybe great. You know, uh, I watched a video of him yesterday uh, up at the Cowie Test Track in Corona, and he's going in and out of those turns quick and, you know, uh, jump for show corner for dough. Right. So he, he's, uh, he's moving pretty good and God, I'd love to see that guy get a, a win in the Supercross series. He, he's got the monster cup win, but, uh, I actually have one of the jerseys from that weekend hanging on my wall. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's rad, you know? Uh, but, uh, I'd love to see that guy get a win, dude. That's going to be a podium speech for the ages. Right. And then, uh, you know, Jason did just untuck that Jersey and pin it, dude, just let him have it, man. <laughs> just, you know, throw on some Mac Dre in your headphones and let the Jersey hang out and just rip dude. Uh, that's all I got to say for Jason. He, and he's a cool cat, dude. Uh, I, I think when he, 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 he decides he's going to go, he's going to go, uh, Hope him and Mookie stay away from each other. We don't have a repeat of a couple of years ago. They were like a magnet, man. They crashing yeah. into each other. It's like, God damn, again, man. man come on, guys. <laughs> you know, but uh, th those guys uh, going to be really, really interesting to watch. And then, you know, uh, going out to Honda, uh, we went out and uh, did some filming with Dylan Ferrandez and a happy Dylan Ferrandez is a dangerous Dylan Ferrandez. And the first thing I said to him was like, man, I haven't seen you smile in a long time. <laughs> and, you know, he's got Ziggy from Factory Connection. I'm sure you're aware of Ziggy. And, and Ziggy's a, a legend, you know. If they made a Mount Rushmore of, uh, you know, team people, he's going to be right there at the top. You know, uh, that guy is just an absolute legend. He's a guru of suspension. And it's it's so good for the sport that he's getting back into it, you know. And uh we uh we definitely love being involved with that guy. He did some suspension for Bruce and uh, Bruce and him go way back and uh helped Bruce get it dialed in and that was cool, man. They brought the factory connection truck out. We felt like a factory team for the day, dude. And Bruce got dialed, man. I'm like, oh, this is cool, man. You you don't see that with a bunch of media dorks out there <laughs> and you got a factory <laughs> connection stuff. But you know what was cool about that is we're out there doing our little thing. And people would come up who had like factory connection suspension on their bikes at Paula and they'd go up to the tech and be like, Hey man, you know, and the guy would just be like, yeah, Hey man. And help them out. And like pretty good. The customer service was pretty rad. I thought that was pretty sweet. And that, that was just kind of a cool little sidebar. I saw that. I was like, Hey man, that, that's cool. You know, and Mitch, Mitch does that at the races and stuff, but it, it was kind of cool that he was out there on a test day at the track and, you know, didn't cool guy anybody. He just, yeah, man, man, hold on, give me a second. And I'll be right there. You know, if he wasn't helping Bruce out, he was, you know, helping anybody out who was a factory connection customer. It was, it was pretty cool to see, but, uh, no, but Dylan, he was, he was moving pretty good. Uh, he, he definitely liked the bike. You know, I, I picked that up and, uh, we thought we were just going out there for just a, you know, he'd be the only one there and we showed up and, oh, there's Jet and Hunter and, and, uh, Joe and, and Chance. But uh, we're, we didn't film them that day. You know, as you know, you, you're stepping on the Honda's test track. It's, it's hallowed ground and it's a privilege to be there. And uh, you, you follow the rules. It'll be the last time you go. Right. So 
Um, but uh, you can't erase what's in my memory bank. <laughs> and uh, boy, those Jetsons doing stuff on a bike that's just ridiculous. You know, it just it, ridiculous. And and Hunter, it blew my mind how good he was on a 450. I mean, he looked like he'd been riding one for years. Uh, I, I honestly think that bike probably suits him better than a 250, his riding style. He uh, just moving. That's That's all I can say is, those two brothers are going to come in and just like a hurricane, like a category five hurricane. They're going to come in and just, they're going to wreck shop, you know, and they've got a great team over there, Both both their mechanics are awesome. You know, Lars is very seasoned, smart guy. His dad was, you know, the, the, uh, team manager back in the day for a couple of years. So he comes from a pretty good pedigree and Lars is real even keeled and, and uh, um, I think he runs a tight ship, but a fair ship, you know, is kind of what I see. And uh, I think he he does everything he can to get those guys what they need. And and uh, the those guys give him everything they can. So to to think Honda is not going to be right at the front in the, in that uh, 450 class, uh, you'd be crazy to not if you're a betting man in, in Vegas, uh, if they had odds, you, you'd be crazy not to bet on those guys. I mean, they, they look very good. If they're a well-oiled machine, they got a good bike. Um, it, it's just kind of crazy because this year's so stacked, you know, knock on wood, we've got five days, you know, I almost wish everybody just parked their bikes until a one. It's like, okay, everybody's good right now. No more riding, you know, just take five days off, eat a donut, do whatever you got to do, <laughs> go jogging, just, everybody line up at a one, you know, cause it always seems like there, you get one guy, you know, right before the racing, like son of a bitch, you know, what could have been, but, um, with Honda, you know, KTM, Husqvarna, Cowie, gas, gas, you know, and then, you know, it, it's mind blowing, you know, Tomac's coming back and, and webs on a, on Yamaha. And if, if you don't, you know, the, the one thing I hate about, getting on social media here in the, in the States. And I don't know how it is in Europe, but everybody just is so certain of how somebody's going to do. Right. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, web's going to suck on that. Yama. Dude, web's not going to suck on anything if he, if he doesn't want to. And that bike is a lot different than the one he rode a couple years ago. And that guy is the craftiest dude in America, hands down. There's nobody if if I was gonna go start a poker team, Cooper Webb would be my number one choice. Cause that dude has got a poker face and he's gonna play mind games. And yeah, he, he's gonna talk shit. Uh he's he's gonna be great, dude. Uh I I I would not be surprised if Coop got a win and then Tomac. I mean, we don't need to spend too much time on that. If the you know, there's been a lot of videos of uh seeing him riding and close-ups on his Achilles tendon and he's stretching the hell out of that thing you know he uh he probably had the best surgeon in the country fix that thing and I think he got it fixed like the day or two after it happened so he's had plenty of time on the bike and you know that thing he did with uh Deegan having Deegan come out there that was smart as hell you know you, you you're the old dog you gotta inject some new blood in there and, and uh you know Deegan's got a lot of his aggressive riding style and him just bulldog riding style. And I think it was probably good for Eli and I can't, I, dude, I just can't wait for next Saturday, dude. It's going to be insane. It's just, it's going to be nuts. And then, and then we got beta, you know, the, the beta boys, uh, you know, I've never seen Benny that fast on a super cross track. I mean, he's a good rider, you know, he's super tall, you know, the whoop should be easy, but uh, we were out at uh, him at super cross track a while back and Benny and the guys at uh, beta were out there and I was stoked. I'm like, Oh wow, dude. Cause they're, they're about four hours North of here up in Paso Robles in the central coast. God's country. I can't wait to go up there and film one day. It's absolutely beautiful up there. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing down here? So I went and talked to them and asked if I could film them. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Uh, just uh, wait till we drop our bike on Monday or something. You know, they you know just wanted to kind of line it up. I'm like, hey, right on, man. I'll put that one in the wings, right? And uh, the bike just looks good. You know, um, 
I was kind of wondering, like, is that thing going to be all sketchy and all over the place? But they've been racing it in Europe, right? Mm, yeah. And, and is, is that correct? They've been racing it in the GPs, yeah, a few right? years in the MXGP, mate. They've got, like, heaps of top tens. You know, obviously, motocross, how it translates to supercross, it's a bit of an unknown. But like we were discussing, having a guy like Colt Nichols and Bloss, very experienced guys, they know their way around bikes. And you're talking to the Honda HRC guys, and they only have knowing things to say about Colt from his time there developing the bike, helping out Chase and Jet. So he's a great asset to have and it's a really good spot for him to have a great factory ride in a 450 because he definitely deserves it he's been on a bit of a whirlwind tour with teams in the last kind of couple of years hasn't he mate so good yeah home yeah good home for bloss too yeah the, this sport's so brutal man it's yeah. like when a championship break your arm and you know and then the next couple of years is crazy but you know kind of one of those cream rises at the top it's just not on the track it's who you are as a person and if, if you ever get a chance to meet colt or talk to him in person at a track super nice guy you know he, he's he's an oklahoma boy he's from the midwest you know uh super respectful nice kid he doesn't have a big old head uh him and bogle you know bogle is really cool like that i've talked to him lately and uh he's doing some cool stuff but uh that but back to the beta bike it looked really good and settled when uh, I haven't seen Colt on it and I'm sure he's firing on all eight, but uh, Benny, when he would come through the whoops or come through the rhythm sections, the bike wasn't kicking around in the back. It was just freight training in a straight line. And, and it, that bike is not slow. Uh, it, it's got some pepper. And then, uh, so, you know, for the factory teams, those, those guys are killing it. And then, uh, you know, I got to spend some time the other day with Justin Hill and uh, watching him out on the KTM and um, those guys at Tedder, they've stepped up their program pretty good. I mean, say what you want. The dude got a third at Salt Lake last yeah. year. That's incredible. And if you've ever seen him ride a bike in person up close, him and his brother are ridiculous. I mean, the the Hill boys have got just insane skills on a bike. And so I know Tedder stepped up. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it, but they've definitely upped their program for last year. Uh, his mechanics really pumped up. Uh, Justin's happy. Uh, so I, I wouldn't count him out from some good, good results this year. You know, uh, he's, he's a bulldog. Uh, he's going to go run a, you know, after he's done, uh, part of his training programs going around and doing jujitsu and rolling around on the mat. So nobody's going to push him around on the track, uh, and including Vince, you know, uh, I think everybody's wise enough to know that if you, if you, if you uh, cross the sheriff, you're, you're going to have a bad day. Uh, he's, he's a, a stout dude. So great dude though. Nicest dude you'll ever meet, man. He'd give you the shirt off your back if you needed it. But, uh, um, I, I, I really like to see him, mix it up this year i think he's got a really good bike this year and uh got some time in you know i mean think of it he came off the couch and got a podium his first year back that's that's just gnarly so mm -hmm. okay let's build off that the last time we went racing he had a podium and he's happy yeah he did some world rounds he's 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 definitely got the race thrust off and he looks really good on the bike and um it, it was actually really cool um my buddy Scott that I actually met from Justin is a filmer and he's down from Oregon and they went out to the Hills the other day after it rained. And it, it's so cool to see a guy like Justin still go out in the Hill and just go ripping and, and just hitting sick hits out in the Hills out here. A lot of these guys don't do that no more. And I, I've asked Ping about it and I'm like, man, why don't those guys go out and do that no more? You know, the bike skills that those guys learn. Mm. I you know I've been around it long enough and sport long enough that you're gaining so much bike skills uh, from doing all those gnarly hits and timing and stuff like that. And a lot of that has got to translate into Supercross, right? If you, if you miss time something, you're having a bad day out there. You know, it's big consequences, but big fun. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm super pumped on him, man. I'm always going to be cheering for Justin. I don't I don't care. You know, I, I like that dude. He's He's cool. Must help with creativity and just being exposed to different situations. You never know when you might call on that sort of skill set or knowledge. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's got a bag of tricks, man. He's a crafty old man right there.
Yeah, mate, there's so much good stuff to unpack from what you said there, mate. And there's so much unknown. And perfectly what you said about Cooper Webb, obviously, he's just such a racer on the day, isn't he? You know, he doesn't necessarily be the fastest guy on training or in testing. But, you know, when it's time those lights go out and the main event kicks in, he's just all over it. And, you know, a good mate, we know Paul Pierce. He obviously does some statistical work. You know, the numbers he sent through about A1, it's quite staggering. Obviously, he's got three main event podiums there. And the qualifying is only 9.83 average. You know, heat race finishes is sixth as an average. But when you get to the main event finishes, it's 5.33 and obviously got the three podiums. So it's pretty interesting. You see how that just sort of sums him up, doesn't it, mate? He just feels things out, gets it, almost lulls them into a false sense of security. And when once the gate drops and those lights go out at night, mate, he just turns it on, doesn't he? And he, he was doing really well last year. He was managing the season. He traditionally starts quite slowly. So that sort of adds to the intrigue with him. And then he sort of just consistently racks off podiums and he gets those wins and I guess he was pretty close to winning it last year really wasn't it before his injury and obviously Tomac's injury so you can't sort of you know ride him off ever can you mate because he's always there in the background it's just lurking he's never gonna you know take the foot off the throat is he no no that guy has no mercy man I wouldn't want to be his enemy in a war <laughs> he'd uh you put a bayonet in your lung real quick you know and, and smile <laughs> at you while he's doing it you know sorry man that's just the game but uh you know, yeah, he was right there. Uh, if if he if he wouldn't have had that neck injury and everything, I don't know what was going on, but I, I think he it, it could have been real interesting down at the end because the closer that he's a lot like GL in the sense that if there's blood in the water, he steps it up even harder. And GL was like that, you know. GL was always a good rider, but if if he knew he could take a bite out of your ass. He better pin it because he was he was eating. <laughs> that dog was gonna he was gonna leave some teeth marks in your ass. I'll tell you that. You know, and uh, Webb's the same way. Uh, yeah. He's uh, he's he's a hell of a guy. I've I've only talked to him a couple times. You know, I mean, probably wouldn't know who the hell I am, but uh, um, he he seems uh, just pretty focused and you know just wants to race and uh, kick some ass and hopefully we get a couple more good years out of him and. Um, AP, uh, I told AP, I said, dude, Hey man, I need you to go home and, uh, stock up on water and food at your house for your family. And he kind of looked at me and cocked his head funny, you know, why you say that? And I go, cause you win a damn supercross race. You're going to crash the internet. All the three letter agencies are going to be spinning around, you know, the, the world's going to go all to hell when you win that race, man, this is going to break the internet. And he started laughing and, uh, but uh, if that guy wins, I mean, you you will see a party like never before. I, I don't care what I do, where I go, who I got to push out of my way. And I'm the biggest dude in the moto media. So I'm going to get to the front of that party. But uh, uh, I'm getting that on video because that's going to be wild. <laughs> oh, man, he's a legend, isn't he? He was so close last year too, wasn't he? I was driving through Montana listening to that race and – I about just drove off the road. <laughs> I was so heartbroken along with the rest of America, just driving down the road. And there's like a left-hand turn doing 55 miles an hour. And I was just like, man, I'm just going to drive off to some bitch. It's not worth it anymore. <laughs> I was so depressed, you know, like what the, you know, I, was, I, I think everybody, I mean, when's the last time you've seen every person. And I mean, every person in moto it did every team was like son of a bitch man that sucked he should have won you know like his own competitors rocks and everybody was like god damn it man we wanted him to win you know and uh that that just speaks volumes about that dude's character you know i mean there's a lot of people who are cool on tv that are douchebag when, <laughs> when the when the camera's off but he's not like that right and he, and he wouldn't get that reaction if if he if he wasn't just a genuine badass cool dude you know so if he, if he gets a win I'm, I'm i'm not gonna my wife will love it i won't be able to talk for a couple of days so she won't have to hear me ramble but uh it, it's gonna be rad it's gonna and i hope i'm at that race so yeah uh, hopefully it's a one night and you're there <laughs> Hey, if A1 were a mutter, you know, you got to put it on Tomac or Bam Bam or, or AP, right? You know, so uh, I don't think we're going to get that. And I, I want a dirt race, but I don't want a mud race. But and then there's then there's the 250s. What what are your what are your, what's your what's the what's the pulse over there in in uh, 
in your neck of the woods, uh, obviously, uh, you know, your, your, your countrymen are now in the four fifties. So who's, who's the guy for you guys now in the two fifties, but, uh, in, in Europe and in Australia, uh, what's, uh, what's the buzz over there about the two fifty class this year? Well, yeah, to start, obviously the Lawrence brothers in the four fifties and obviously Aaron Tanti as well in the four fifty class as well in the Kawasaki. So watch out for him, mate. He's a champ over here. Super good rider. He's done it the hard way, you know, worked his way up from, you know, doing the trade, you know, riding, getting on a factory team. You know, he's done it the hard way. So make sure you have a chat to Tanti when you're at A1, mate. Super good bloke, really humble. Who's he who's he riding for? PRMX, I believe, mate. So check him out. Oh, that's that Cowie team, right? Yeah, Cowie team. So check him okay. out, mate. Really, really good. I'll have to go check them out. Yeah, really good rider, given the guys like Brayton and, you know, Wilson a pretty good run for their money over in the Australian Supercross. And, yeah, check out him, mate. Yeah, how about that Dino winning the title, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, <laughs> Dino and Anstey doing the job in Australia. So that's what I was going to sort of pivot to. Obviously, Anstey's a name on everyone's lip. Obviously, winning that World Supercross, really cool. Won the Australian Supercross title for the second year in a row. He's just a machine. He's just, you sort of, I went to one of the rounds and just, it was just a cut above through the whoops, especially. He was just an absolute animal there. And he's got that experience and he's raced gps race in america all these years and just has so much skill and like you were saying mate you can't just buy that it's gained over time and experience and just the craft he has is pretty impressive so i expect him hopefully especially the uk audience and the european audience to see him do really well and i guess you're looking at the west region there's so many unknowns you know it's not 100 confirmed a lot of the riders but just seeing guys like voland and hampshire going at it and i reckon shimoda is going to be pretty hard to beat isn't he mate to be honest and even kitchen he's an absolute weapon and seeing how he switches that kawasaki framework because obviously he wasn't super happy on star by the end of it there and he wanted his own setup and he's kind of been granted that and he seems a lot happy refreshed recalibrated a bit like the Miranda situation even a guy we haven't really touched on much rocks in that sort of situation where you give them their freedom and you let them run their own program and do with their own trainers that can sort of pay dividends can also go the other way as well mate but yeah, there's going to be some seriously good racing in those 250 classes getting guys like march banks and nicoletti throwing it in there amongst the younger guys jordan smith could easily win stuff and talon hawkins how's he going to go off on a ktm now and there's just so many unknowns and thrasher he's obviously had that savage injury as well he'll come back he'll back himself to be winning mains for sure ride a d on the gas gas mate it's i reckon the 250s especially now with hunter and jet out of supercross you know it's a different winner every week almost isn't it mate it's so unpredictable you wouldn't want to be putting money on it would you oh i can picture everybody's head the theme music's going to be the u.s cavalry charge you know just fucking go for it right you know everybody's like all right game on right uh you know i've seen uh i've seen the pc boys ride um seen um mcadoo out there he he looks pretty good uh um i was sorry didn't mention dagan he's assuming we're doing east at this point that's correct that's the word on the street you know my thought is is he probably wants to keep with hutch as his mechanic you know that's the only thing that makes sense to me i, I would have thought he would have wanted to come race west coast he's a west coast kid but uh you know duff's such a um integral part of his program you know i i wouldn't be surprised if they said hey let's let's race east and and get duff mended up to where he's you know on the line with him you know i i think uh he had a nasty one didn't he yeah some i I don't know what quite happened i know he broke his leg um um something something gnarly but that that sucks because he's a cool ass dude uh but the you know the rider and mechanic dynamic i when you know talking to dave the other day and he goes well they could get another mechanic but my thought behind it was that's my boy you know if if i've spent that much time like um you look at seth hammaker and jacob martin those dudes are boys right and i don't think seth would want to go i mean seth would go racing but he he probably wouldn't be the same guy on the line without jacob right there you know that there's a lot of confidence having your guy in your corner He's going to know what to say. He's going to know what motivates you, you know, and those dudes are a team. They're a team within a team, right? The, the way I look at it, you kind of got to be, right? If, if the rider and mechanic don't get along, it's just, you just got a big steaming pile of dog shit, right? You ain't going to do nothing. And, uh, but if they're, if they're gelling and they can kind of predict each other's thoughts, then you're a well-oiled machine. He's going to know what to do with the bike. He's going to see what his guy's doing on the track and, and he's going to call him out if he's being a pussy or, 
or he's going to pump them up if, you know, and tell them what he's doing right. And he's going to see what they're, what they're doing uh, and give them proper feedback. You know, it's another set of eyes. He knows when he's on and when he's off, right. And where he's on and where he's off. So uh, it wouldn't be surprised me if, if, um, you know, being as smart as Brian is, I would think that I wouldn't not be surprised if that was a lot of Brian's thoughts was, Hey man, I want to keep that dynamic together, you know, um, you know, he's, he's sharp as shit. So uh, that, if it was me, that that's what I would push for. I'd want my team together. I, I don't care what coast you go, you know, say what you say, Hey, we're going to be East. If you think I'm ducking you, then switch coast and come over and throw down, you know, he, that kid ain't afraid of nobody. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be awesome to watch him race, but, uh, but what I'd say in Voland, he looks good on that Cowie. He, he looks real good on that Cowie. Um, nothing against KTM. Just he, he, when a guy's not gelling, like he said, Levi wasn't gelling with the star bike. There's nothing wrong with that star bike. It's a badass bike, right? But just when a guy doesn't gel with it, you know, or chase with the Honda, if they're not gelling, they're not gelling. Right. And uh, these guys all got kind of a fresh start and uh, watching, watching uh, Boland out at Paula or at, at, at him at supercross he's just springboard you know he, i i said he looks i told his dad he looks like a gazelle you know just yeah. going 90 miles an hour and springing over fences you know and you know jumping over the triple and just looks effortless he he looks really really clean uh levi looked really good the day i saw him ride again Matt, Another man i, I wanted to get your thoughts on as well after you finish your train of thought there was guillaume ferrez obviously the european audience would love to hear your insight you've chatted to him he's a super good humble young bloke he's done it the hard way too hasn't he mate sort of came out of obscurity to a lot of people's eyes and you know he's a talented rider in europe and doing the german championship and racing some mx2 and some emx but yeah star did a great job with the talent scouting there mate and just you know taking a chance on it yeah. Didn't they just sort of, and then obviously they saw what he did, and then he's obviously picked up the ride with Husky. So seeing him go from the strength to strength will be fascinating, and how he adapts to that Supercross challenge. And it's pretty cool, mate. Two Spaniards racing Supercross. Who would have thought that? And obviously Boutron, Spanish invasion. Yeah, Boutron announced he's doing A one two today. So three of them. Obviously, I don't think oh, oh. be at A one. Okay, cool. Okay, and thank you for steering the ship because I'll I'll go down a rabbit hole. But I'll, before I go on to Perez, y'all keep an eye out for Hammerker. That yeah. kid's got skills. Um, from what I understand, he's doing East. Uh, I just booked my tickets to Detroit the other night, and I'm going to be there and keep an eye out for Jet Reynolds. Uh, the kid was the winningest amateur we've ever had. Uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work out before. That's that's water under the bridge, and you know, he's kicking a dead dog. But if you look at him now, you just look at his pictures. He he's, looks healthier. He sheds some weight. Uh, the kid knows if you watch any videos of that kid riding a bike, he's dangerous. But uh, Seth, I like to think of him like the silent assassin. He doesn't say much, but he'll kick the shit out of you, you know, on the track. And you look at how he came out in the nationals. I just came out and just firing on his starts and motor results. So th those are two guys I'm really interested to see how they do. And uh, I'm always cheering for Amaker, you know, that, that, that's a cool kid right there. And is and, and, and Jacob, you know, so if they, uh, if they get after it and win, I'll be stoked. Uh, but yeah, Perez, I'd never met him. I I'd seen him race it. Uh, the first time I saw him race, I think was 22. I think he was over there. And I was like, who the hell is this kid? You know, and he did pretty good, you know, and, and, but I didn't talk to him or, or nothing like that. I was just, uh, that was kind of when I first started. I think it was my second weekend of uh, doing this stuff. So I was just walking around, eyes as big as din dinner plates, like, what the hell am I doing? You know, uh, what, how the hell did I end up here, man? Um, but the kid is super nice, man. And when we talked to him at the, at the Husky launch, uh, boy, yeah, his story, you know, like a privateer in the MXGPs, I guess that just really doesn't happen, right? It's not like America where you have a bunch of dudes and vans just show up on the weekend and they got their pro license and they go for it. And that's freaking rad. And that's what makes American motocross so badass. But I, I guess in Europe, uh, and I hope to uh, save up some money and go over there and see an MXGP this season or next season. Uh, 
I just want to see how the whole thing works. You know, you can watch it on TV and kind of read around, but until you go to a race and, and feel it, uh, it, 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 then you can wrap your head around it and understand it. But yeah, I guess he just kind of went out there and started giving everybody the business and then came over here and uh, obviously impressed uh, the boys at Star enough to to get a ride. And then, man, what a raw deal. I would, broke his arm at Colorado last year. I think he got in, uh, I think that was uh, him and Jet Reynolds got into that tangle. I think Reynolds got all banged up in that one too. So uh, I don't think either one of them have really been on a track since then. So uh, be good to to see those boys get back out there. But I think the kid's got skills. You know, you watch him ride. He's fast, dude. And uh, he, he's on a great bike. Uh, he's got a great mechanic. Uh, you, you're talking about uh, Talon Hawkins. Uh, so his his mechanic, Jack, stayed with Husky. And Jack's great, great guy. You know, he, he's solid. Uh he came up with talent from the amateur ranks and, and he's got a good head on his shoulders and a good mechanic. And so uh, Gim's got a, a good guy in his corner and he, with Nathan Ramsey, uh, uh, Nathan's such a great team manager and he's going to nurture those guys at, attributes the best he can. Right. He's going to, he's smart. He's going to know how to manage each guy. Right. And, and he's, that kid's going to, you know, guy's a champion racer. So he's, he's got that in his corner and he pay attention and listen to what Nate says. And you're going to go a long way. Right. And, you know, being part of Pierre mobility, he's got every tool he could ever want, uh, you know, um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I see him maybe, maybe top 10. I think that would be a good goal for him uh, right off the bat. You know, if he could get a top 10 in that class, I'd, I'd, I'd call that a win, you know. I don't know how the Spanish Supercross scene is or or anything, but just being kind of an uneducated guest, I would think a top 10 would be great. And uh, Not easy, is it? Know. Like Vial last year struggled quite a lot, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, they all see the whoops and go, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> what are those? We don't have those in Europe. <laughs> we got big holes and uh, fast sweeping and ruts that'll swallow a Buick, right? But um Bial, I think he's going to do a lot better than people expect. If he gets out front, I think he'll uh, get going. I mean, he's a world champion, you know, and uh, I think when he figures out the whoops, I think he'll be fast as hell. He's got Marv in his corner, and uh, Marv's as crafty as they come, right? And uh, so those two um, coming over, I think, will surprise a few people and have a couple good results in there. And I think it'll be a building year for both of them. Uh, as far as uh, guys like Talon, he's on that AEO KTM and uh, word on the street is that bike's pretty legit this year. Uh, um, it's uh, It's got some goodies. So the kid can ride and uh, he's, he's another one of those kids that if he's confident and happy, I think he's going to go fast, you know, and, before he, you know, he kind of came off a bad injury and, and did a couple outdoor rounds and, and then did the outdoor series and or did the futures and then got called into supercross and did the outdoor series. But really that was kind of a, just got thrown into the grinder. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it didn't work out. It is what it is, but he's now on a really good team with a really good bike and he's really happy. And I, I think that kid will surprise you. You know, I, I tell him all the time, you know, he, he, you know, he's like all those guys, they get hard on themselves. I'm like, man, don't be hard on yourself. Like, I think he was bummed. He had like a 18th one day and I go, dude, you're the 18th best motocross rider in the world today. Hmm. And goes, I don't know about all that. I said, bullshit. Look at the results sheet. You're the 18th best motocross rider in the world right now. You want me to go out there and ride next to you? You're going to feel like Jeremy McGrath, dude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you look good, you know, uh, real quick. But, you know, uh, he, he's uh, and a lot of, you know, a lot of the racing is mental. You know, the bike skills are one thing, but a lot of it's mental. But he's a he's a great kid and cool as hell. Um, I hope he grows his hair back out so we can make like a, a Spicoli shirt from Fast Time at Ridgemont High because that's what he looks like. It's like Sean Penn back in the 80s. <laughs> but um, he, he's he's going to rip. What's your take on Triumph, mate? Obviously, Savachi will be doing 250 outdoors, and he's got a lot of prep time. Obviously, they had all the issues with him and the pointing out things, so he won't be racing Supercross. But he should be a title contender, 250 outdoors for sure. A lot of time to develop the bike, a superb rider. 
really excellent on all formats. But I guess the eyes will be initially on Swollen Ferry, seeing how they go. Because there's a lot of unknowns, obviously, with the Triumph bike. All the Murmurings are it's a pretty excellent bike. Obviously, it is. They've done their due diligence and their testing and their hard work. But you can never really know till you race it, I guess, in that environment. So how those guys do be fascinating. Obviously, there's some really good people in the corner running that team that have got so much experience over the years. And they know how to handle young athletes, too, and all the ups and downs that comes with that. So, And obviously, the familiarity, especially for Swole, will be really excellent and obviously Ferry and Savachi having them around is only a good thing so how do you think it's all going to go with Triumph mate do you expect obviously Swole will be expecting around that top five podium obviously the whoops he openly admitted that's where he needs to improve so let's see how he goes mate and it'll be good to see them out there because it's going to be a lot of eyes on them yeah I mean Savachi um I don't know enough about the dude uh like what his head headspace is like you know I've, I've never really talked to him or anything to to kind of have an idea, you know, you know, I, I, I kind of like to think I'm a good judge of character and how people are going to react when I, I can usually, when I meet somebody kind of get a feel for how that person is going to do in certain situations, just by talking to them for a little while. And, and so that's one of the things I not judging, but just kind of, you kind of get a feel for what their mindset is. Are they a killer or are they calculated kind of like a meerkat? Like, oh shit. Well, that's dangerous. I'm going to go over here. Right. Um, you know, you just kind of see how they're going to, who they're going to be. Um, and I look for that. Um, he's definitely got the skills to win. I mean, say for Zach Osborne, he would add a championship. And uh, so he, he's got the skills um, fast as hell. Um, sometimes I think he's his own worst enemy uh on the bike I, I don't know what it is but it just you know you look back and like god damn man the guy has the worst freaking luck right you know i just knock on wood i hope the guy makes it through a season healthy and has good results and yeah if he gets a win good on him dude you know and i know ricky carmichael will be all stoked out um jaleek swole uh i mean he's got an outdoor national win what did he, i think he won high point a couple years ago is the one he won uh that that's no uh slouch right there the kids the real deal and he came from a pretty interesting you know background to where he is now and uh so he he, he hasn't had anything handed to him he earned where he's at and uh he's worked his ass off just like i guess everybody really has that's kind of a cliche statement but um he's got some dog in him you know he he fights you, you see it out there he fights hard um and I think if he gets a clear track, he's got the skills and the speed. You could see it. He 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 pushes forward. He doesn't settle in and sit there. He he fight. You know he fights or he crashes. But uh, I think it'd be cool to see him win. And then uh, Ferry. I mean, what can you say about that kid? I mean, he's got one of the best riders in the world. You know that we've ever seen as uh, as his, his coach and his pops. So he's he's uh, got a hell of a pedigree. The kid's fast. Uh, it's kind of weird. He just disappeared for a long time, right? You know, he just where the hell did Evan Ferry go? Oh, well, he was on that damn triumph. You know, <laughs> he was sneaking off, starting a factory team. So that's where he went. But uh, I don't know how great of a secret that was. But I'm sure hell eluded me. But um, I'd like to see him win. He's a nice kid. I interviewed him at Ironman after the uh, combine in 22 and. And just great energy, you know, uh, just great kid. You know, I, I don't know how he'll do. I know he's fast. Uh, he gave Deegan fits sometimes. I think Deegan got the better of him most of the time. But, I mean, hey, it's tracing, right? But uh, he's definitely got skills. like to see him win. Yeah, it's, that's uh, – it, it, it's so mind-boggling to sit there and think of all these scenarios and all these races. I mean, you get through the 450 class and you're brain dead thinking about the 250 guys. And – Okay, Deegan, you know, everybody's going to put a rubber stamp on Deegan and Joe. I think those are your two season favorites. And then who's going to come up behind them? You know, um, to me, uh, another one you got to think on the West Coast, everybody's, oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. Uh, I think you need to think RJ, RJ, RJ. Mm -hmm. Um, there is nobody who is more determined than RJ Hampshire. I, I, when I, when I seen him at the, uh, Husky, uh, deal. I say, hey man, I gotta ask you. And he goes, What's up? And I go, when at Jersey, when you were going after Jetson, I said, Did you have like a a, a baseball flashback? Because he was a hell of a baseball player. I go, 
you look like you're sliding into home, dude. <laughs> and, he, and Jet was the catcher. I go, did, did you get your sports mixed up or something? You know, he's just going haywire. He started laughing. He goes, no, nah, man, I, I was just going for it, you know. But uh, uh, he's he's a great kid. And uh, he's a great, great kid. He's a grown man. But uh, yeah. super, super cool, super determined. Uh, I just want to see him stay off the ground. And I, I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there who think RJ's years this year. You know, if if he doesn't try to kill himself, get into the lead and can settle for a second and a third here and there, I, I think you would uh, be looking pretty sharp for a title in RJ's corner. I mean, the, he's got the speed that that guy's probably on any given day right there with the fastest of them. I'd put him up there with Deegan on speed when he wants to be and he's on. And he's ridiculously talented. So, um I think that'd be cool as shit to see him get a title, you know, well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah, definitely got like a lot of the pieces to fall into place. Obviously he's a lot happier on the bike now. He's had issues with that in the past. So if you can piece it all together, and like you said, stay healthy, stay off the ground. You know, he's an animal, he's a fighter and he'll ridden injured so many times. So he's not, you know, if he misses a race, he's there's something seriously wrong because he wants those tiles and he wants those wins. And it's a really cool attitude to have that sort of never give up fearless, just an animal of a competitor to see him get a title. would be sort of a good testament to all the hard work over the years and the patience and persistence. So I guess I know you've got to go on a tick mate but just your 450 i guess early picks even a1 predictions it's obviously going to be pretty hard to beat jet tomac and sex and that's kind of your big three at the moment but jt had some pretty interesting comments on jet it's been a really big year for him hasn't it 2023 is he coming a little bit jaded or is he buzzing off but just feeding off the adrenaline obviously he's done the motocross the nations done paris done a fair bit of traveling is he going to be a bit burnt out mate is he going to be sort of not in fully peak condition come a1 obviously you know the skills and you know he's happy with the bike happy with the team that framework the proven formulas there he just looks effortless when he rides mate so i guess how's he going to handle it so and we already sort of touched on Sexton and tomac really well so just be interesting to see how it plays out for jet too won't it mate but who are your picks for a1 in the season i think you know i i don't know who to put on the box at a1 uh for or the season i really don't i think you've got to put at the top three if i was uh betting my money in vegas it would be jetson and Tomac and and uh, Chase. I mean, you just the the work speech for itself. But you know, like I said, Mookie or any of them could come up there and just kick the crap out of them at any given time, or Ken or whoever. You know that that's the beautiful thing about this racing is you never know what you're going to get. You know, it's like um, life's like a box of chocolates, right? Horse Gump. But uh, Jetson is a freak. You know, he, uh, he and when I say that, like a mental freak, I think his dad, uh, Ping was telling me one time, his dad said something kind of cool that Hunter made all, you know, that they knew that Jetson was going to be air quotes better than Hunter because Hunter uh, went head first through all the walls and, and paved the way. And then Jetson just came kind of goofballing around having a good time hauling ass through the holes that, uh, that, that uh, Hunter punched through the line, right? And so, uh, you know, uh, I hope when uh, they're old and gray, uh, Jetson's really nice and buys him a nice wheelchair and puts him in a good old folks home, you know. Hey, thanks, big brother, you know. Uh, and for brothers, they're cool as hell. But I, I think Dazzy raised a real smart kid, you know, and uh, Lucas, you know, they I don't think they let him get too squirrely, you know. They like their cars, so everybody gives him <laughs> shit about all their cars. Sorry, dude, Dazzy's got some badass cars. Me and him, I talk to him more about cars than I do about anything when, when I see him, you know. I show him pictures of my Chevelle, and he shows me his Camaro we got, and, you know, that that's our kind of deal. But uh, I don't think the pressure's really going to get to Jet. I mean, he's going to have his days. Uh, they all do, but I don't think he's – I don't think he's caught up in, in himself like that. You know, it's, he, you know, I, I think honestly, he, if he stays healthy through his career, he's going to be there with Ricky McGrath, Eli, uh, um, James, you know, all those guys. Um, he, he's just, he's that good. I mean, how, how do you not think he's going to end up there? I mean, anything could happen, but the odds are that if he stays healthy and, and he races, they're racing longer than they did. But if this is, this is his first 450 year and he has seven solid years in the 450 class, 
But like Lars said in that interview we did with him, he ain't even won a race yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Ping asked him, think he can beat that 72 Supercross? He goes, I don't know, but he ain't won shit yet, you know? <laughs> you know, he killed it outdoors, but he still ain't won shit. So we'll see. The kid's definitely got the talent to do it. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just stoked, dude. I'm, and I'm, um, everybody's probably like, this guy's babbling on and on and on. But how could you not babble on and on and on when there's so much to talk about and you only got an hour to go, right? So, yeah, but it's going to be so fascinating. It's a good sort of perspective. They have the family and obviously Lars and the team. They keep the feet on the ground, don't they, mate? They don't get too carried away with the success. It's always the next challenge, refocus, because obviously it would be pretty easy for a guy like Jet at such a young age achieving so much to get carried away. So he's got those important figures in his life, doesn't he? Yeah, if he didn't have those figures in his life and he didn't have social media breathing down his neck and it was in the 1990s, oh, God, <laughs> there's no telling what that kid would be doing. He'd be running around with his hair on fire. But, uh, yeah, I think his mom and his dad and and really his brother, I think his brother, if you, if I were to think of anybody who probably kicks the shit out of him the most and keeps him settled, it's probably his brother, you know, like if you, th you think about how that dynamic is dad can do so much but just like every son they're only going to listen to their dad so much and they then they're just not going to listen but their brother they're going to listen to right so i bet you that hunter has a big influence on jetson and, and you know tell him you're being a dumbass right you know and we all see that uh hunter can still beat up jetson for for the moment you know they when they when they uh, have their golf outings, it's always uh, Jetson laying in the bushes and Hunter's kicking his ass. It's hilarious. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's afraid to tell him, you know, what time it is, you know, and, and it's going to be so cool to see him on the track. Uh, you know, do they turn off the brothers when they're out there and just start going for it, <laughs> you know, but they, like they said, at the end of the day, they're brothers, but they're, it's going to be a hold your breath moment when the two of them, when it's a one, two moment or they're coming through the pack together, that's going to be pretty sick moment. Oh, man, it's going to be, be a lot awesome to see how it unfolds. And especially for me being an Aussie, it's just cool to have those guys spreading the word about the sport and just achieving great things because it's super impressive for those two to do what they do and where they are and the story where they've come from to be champions in America. It's just it's almost like nothing short of a miracle in a lot of ways from where they were to where they are. So it's going to be so good, mate. And I definitely want to thank you again for taking the time, mate. It's been an awesome chat. We could have got on forever, but we'll definitely yeah. get you back on for sure, mate. And before we let you go, I'll just thank the sponsors, AS3 Performance Parts, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hardware and protection parts including skid plates and radiator braces to performance cooling parts including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits as3 also have a huge range of brake clutch and gear levers all with different features and adjustability check them out online at as3performance.co.uk and obviously kawasaki motors uk really big shout out to them obviously we've been promoting the klx 140r range a lot of this season 144cc engine plush suspension and push button electric start making for great trailblazers also the kx450 check that out absolute awesome machine like we've touched on our tester brad wheeler's done some great work on youtube a video there and some written content so check out all that and it's just a brilliant bike so i'd encourage anyone to get amongst that check out kawasaki so that's the end of the mx vice show for this one thanks again jeff i guess quickly mate any final thoughts from you what's on the horizon and thanks again for taking the time oh man hey i i, I love doing these and hey if we get some time let's do one right before the east opener for detroit uh yeah mate. cool and, and y'all stay tuned uh if you want to see what's going on over here in america tune into whiskey throttle media um and we're gonna have a lot of race coverage this year so we're gonna be out and about uh we're doing a lot of cool stuff for the 24 season uh i'll let ping uh handle that uh make those announcements but uh yeah give us a follow and uh we'll definitely be uh working with the mx vice boys to get our our stuff over there to you guys and uh hopefully uh we're doing it justice and uh you like what we're putting out and uh absolutely just having a ball if if anybody in media in america is having a good time it's the whiskey throttle crew i promise you that and if you guys come over for a race send us a message we'll try to hook up say what's up um have some fun maybe even go riding who knows if you guys come over to southern california shoot us a message and tell them ed and james sent you but uh anyway y'all have fun i gotta go to physical therapy and ed i don't know what time it is over there or what you guys gotta do but you have fun be safe and uh we'll talk after a1 no worries, mate. Sounds good. All the best and look forward to speaking again soon. All right, bud. See you, mate.